This episode of the Stock Market Movers podcast is brought to you by every business in New Zealand. Large and small, these are some really tough times. If you could do one thing today, I would recommend thinking of one business that you see regularly and appreciate. Maybe maybe multiple businesses. It could be your local cafe, could be your gym, it could be anything, it could be your own work. Go on to Google or another review site and leave them a five-star rating review. I think apart from spending money on their business, this is probably the best thing that you can do for them right now. It is Saturday, the 21st of March, 2020. My name is Jeremy Medlin, and welcome to episode 77 of the Stock Market Movers podcast. Just a quick reminder that nothing that I say today should be considered financial advice. And if you're looking for financial advice, I recommend that you speak to an authorised financial advisor. A further disclaimer on this episode, um, this is normally a show that is suitable for children, um, so there might be some language on the podcast today that if you were a parent, you might not feel comfortable with your child hearing. So I'll start on that. I'll start the episode just on behalf of everyone out there by saying, fuck you, the coronavirus. <laughs> that is honestly how I feel. I think the economy and, and the world, the world economy currently has some iron hands around its neck and it's gasping for air. If this keeps on going, the repercussions will be felt for years to come. Um, and the economic headlines, if they are not already, will be worse than the health-based headlines. I don't really know where to start. Normally, I would welcome a drop in the stock market. I, I like to see falling prices, and I guess it is nice to see some prices falling because it's going to present some opportunities, and there's going to be some deals to have to to be had out there. If you can figure out, you know, what of these travel and tourism companies are going to survive, for example, then you're going to make some fantastic money on on the rebound or even a part normalisation of things. I guess what concerns me here is the financial devastation that this is going to cause, and we'll come come back to the stock market in a second. So let's start with some of the stuff that's happening. One thing I'm I'm definitely sick of hearing from is politicians in New Zealand and around the world is, is standing there saying, "Don't panic." You know, think back to every time, and I think back to every time in my life where someone has told you not to panic. Invariably, they are the ones that are panicking. It is almost patronising when they stand up and and say not to panic when they are clearly panicking themselves as they shut down public life. Well, <laughs> what is real rubbish here, and when you think about it, is that normally when something stressful is happening, say if I think for myself, I might, for example, want to go on a holiday. No, you can't do that. I might go play some sport. No, sorry, my tennis is cancelled today and it seems like every other sport is cancelled. Maybe I want to watch some sport on TV or something like that. No, sorry, everything's cancelled. Maybe you go to the library or a concert or some other cultural thing, but you can't. Um, I see in the UK the other night, tonight, that you, you can't go to the pub and have a beer. So it was a literal shutdown of the economy. Um, so what what you do, I, I can see why people were panicking, honestly. I, it's It's truly understandable to me. I think our politicians... You know, I haven't always agreed with everything Jacinda Ardern has said, but I have to say, in a time of crisis, she's a a good person to have around. Um, you know, you think of the real crisis situations that have happened in her um, prime ministership, and the example is obviously what happened in Christchurch. I think she acted decisively there um, with what happened with firearms. And what's what's happening here, I, I think she's acted pretty decisively as well. Once push came to shove, she didn't act early, but once she did, I think she acted quickly. Um, and an example is this package that they're rolling out for businesses. It seems like the spirit of this package that they're rolling out for small businesses to keep the doors open um, is that we're going to give out money now and, and worry about fraud and everything else later. And, and that's a good thing to see that you're 
that you know that's the sort of thing that is, is going to require government intervention to to get through this because otherwise literally the economy is going to fold in and we've got years and years and years of problems ahead of us um so the folks that are stockpiling stuff um they're getting a bit of a hard time online i'm noticing um i have some sympathy for them to be honest people are getting criticized but i see it as, as understandable everything is getting shut down one by one so people want to make sure that they have enough supplies you know i, I know that a lot of it's illogical i mean one can survive without toilet paper or or you know you see the bulk buying of bread it's more than anyone could possibly consume or freeze you know most people just have that freeze you can't just you know you buy more bread than what they can freeze so it means a lot of stuff's just going to get thrown out so it's illogical but being prepared for a situation where you might just get told that you cannot leave your house it doesn't seem that crazy um it might seem crazy at the moment because in normal times stock supermarkets do a great job of stockpiling for you they keep the stock and it's unnecessary for you to move it move it into storing it in your house um but these are not normal times personally i haven't done any stockpiling um but worse comes to worse for me i own a food business so <laughs> i already have months of food on hand if i need it um Moving on to stocks, this is obviously the most significant event since the financial crisis. The financial crisis compared to this, I mean, it has some similar characteristics, you know, the literal daily headlines, the vast unknown. But the financial crisis was more of like a death by a thousand cuts. And, you know, the economy could get out of it through economic measures, whereas this is more like getting shot point blank in the face. Um, and it's a, it's a shutdown for other reasons. So it's can, can economic measures get us out of it? Maybe, I don't know. Um, the S&P 500, I just noticed, has, has closed at a new low for this market and it's down over 32% from its high in January. What is perhaps most staggering is you know, everyone knows that companies like Air New Zealand, the airlines and the like, that, that companies that have high fixed costs, that everyone knows they're dependent on their cash flow. If that cash flow gets turned off, then the businesses can go tits up pretty quickly. But I guess it's staggering is how quickly they have gone tits up. You know, like, like by all accounts, Air New Zealand without government intervention would be going bankrupt very, very shortly. Um, they will obviously survive, you know, they're the sort of New Zealand's version of, of too big to fail. I, I guess survive in what form is the question. The government is going to do, is going to want something for a, a turn in this lifeline, so they should. So ha, how, the, how the company is capitalised and what the ownership structure is going to be in six months' time or even six years' time is 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 going to be really interesting like like some of the restrictions that are still on the big banks in the US after the financial crisis you know how much they're allowed to buy back shares how profitable they're allowed to be what their return equity is allowed to be and everything like that so you could see a situation in the future where New Zealand is capitalized a lot differently and maybe they have restrictions on how many dividends they can pay out for example and that's the big unknown at the moment I think it's very unlikely um, because it would look really bad for the government but there is a chance that the shareholders get wiped out in the situation which is why in New Zealand is trading well below its intrinsic value if its cash flows were to be normalised. So who knows what's going to happen there. So let's go through some of the announcements. Tourism Holdings, everyone knows THL, spoken about them a lot on the podcast. They've advised that they've cancelled their 2020 interim dividend of 10 cents per share. You're going to see a lot of cancellation of dividends, folks. Um, if you're relying on your your dividends for income, you might need to give that up for a little while because it's going to be the first thing, rightfully so as well, it's going to be the first thing that that companies cut to, to hoard their cash. Interestingly enough, THL was trying to get out of paying part of their dividend anyway by having a dividend reinvestment scheme where they just issued shares in lieu of paying dividends, but that's beside the point. 
all, all the all the directors and executives are reducing their salaries for the next little while as well, and they're going to be cutting back on capital expenditure. So basically, you're not they're not going to do anything, spend any money apart from what's absolutely necessary, which makes sense as well. Um, so you basically they're saying they've got one hundred nine million dollars of headroom currently available in its banking facilities and net tangible assets of $1.83 per share as at 31st of December 2019. The net tangible assets is, is pretty irrelevant in this case, although I think they're just pointing out that the shares are trading at well below the net tangible assets. Net tangible assets are only really relevant um, in a situation like this if they can be quickly turned to cash. Um, and, you know, if, if THL were to liquidate itself right now, would they be able to to generate $1.83 per share in cash? And the answer is probably not. So it is sort of relevant, irrelevant to their solvency. Um, but $109 million of headroom currently available in its banking facilities, that basically means that they're probably going to be drawing on debt to get through this. So THL, obviously a coal-faced company in, in this crisis, a company that is probably affected first in this situation. Another company, not necessarily a coal-faced company in this situation, but a company that would probably be impacted by a wider slowdown in the economy, Steel and Tube, STU on the NZX. They've cancelled their interim dividend payment in light of the uncertainty at the moment. Um, they're, saying that, they're saying that they're trading in line with the expectations, which does make sense. I mean, construction, I think, in this situation is going to lag the general economy. You know, we talked about... Um, say, tourism holding, which is almost impacted immediately as, as tourism stops, whereas, you know, at the same time, construction projects and steel orders are still rolling through, but they might find an impact later on in the, in, in, in the cycle, and that's exactly what's going to happen. I think it's the right thing from there, them to, to cancel the dividend. I think a lot of companies, I think the first thing CEOs should be thinking of at the moment is... I guess battening down the hatches and ensuring survival, um, survival first. And I mean, then I think you got to be proactive about things. You can't just play defense, but survival first. Um, and you know you worry about your dividends later. So basically, you've got to hoard a bit of cash at the moment. I think. Um, and and steel and tube. That's what they decided to do by cancelling the dividend. I think a lot of companies will be in the same boat. Um, it's what Vista Group is doing as well. In a way, they they're saying that they. They're cancelling the agreement to acquire a further 14.5% of Vista Entertainment Solutions in China. Um, they announced that to the market in December. Um, they said they may revisit it in the future when things are a bit more certain. But these sorts of things, you, you, you're going to see, I guess, the reining in of those sorts of expenditures. Is, and you can see how that just affects the wider economy, but you know, people, it, it, it makes sense to be doing an industry that's going to be majorly affected by this is the automobile industry and everything associated with it. We have a few customers that come into our pizza shop that either make a living by selling cars or making a living by selling accessories that that go into cars such as mats or, or whatever it might be. But, you know, a car is, when you need a new car, it's a very discretionary purpose purchase. Sorry, like It's one of those ones where... If you are thinking of buying one, you can put it off for six months, for example. You can you can go, oh, I, I do want a new car, but 
wow, this coronavirus is shutting down the economy. Let's just leave it for six months and we'll, we'll re- revisit it there. It's probably the first thing that can go. Unless your car is literally broken down and it can't move anymore, then you're probably not buying a new one. So the, the car yards are the sort of thing that's just hit overnight. And I noticed hearing a, a, a news headline over the week that Ford is um, is cutting their dividend in, in the United States. And, you know, the car manufacturers are, are companies that, yeah, sort of, sort of, sort of similar to airlines. They've got very heavy manufacturing and capital expenditures and everything that goes along with it. So, you're going to see a similar action in the car companies as what you are in companies like Air New Zealand, where you're probably going to see mass layoffs and you're probably going to see maybe some government intervention at some point. Um, another company that I guess you could say is a completely different sector, but I guess a similar sort of economic relationship would be a company like Michael Hill Jeweler. Um, they've they've announced that following guidance, public health guidance in Canada, that they'll close their Canada store network for two weeks. Um, they'll revisit it based on news. Um, again, same sort of thing. You know, you, you hear, you know, a lot of weddings are just being cancelled straight away at the moment, but that they're going to be... Re- they're going to be reducing their non-essential capital expenditure and everything like that. Um, it's it's a it's a tough one because again, if you want to buy a piece of jewellery, it, it can probably wait. Um, and and all, all the while, the expenditures are still there. Like your rent obligations are, are still there. For example, I imagine there's a lot of landlords that are going to have to be flexible in terms of the payments they receive. Um, but the trouble is for landlords, I guess the the demands from the bank don't recede. So there's a massive big flow-on effect there. So it'll be really interesting to see, I think, what happens in, in, in that sort of space. You know, there's going to be a lot of tenants out there that can't that might be good businesses, but they can't pay the rent over the short term. So then that puts the pressures on the landlord and then the landlords go to the bank. So there's sort of a flow-on effect. I wouldn't be surprised at, at some point if there is some government support to the banks to to backstop that sort of chain reaction because the landlords might not necessarily want to, you know, you okay, you, your tenant doesn't pay the rent. What are you going to do? Kick them out. You know, what's the next tenant going to be able to do? It, it's, you know, no, no, no one else is going to go in there and suddenly pay the rent. So incredibly challenging situation here for a lot of these retailers as well um and i know that the government in new zealand at least for the smaller for the smaller businesses is is stepping up to the plate there and they've done so in a very decisive fashion so it'd be really interesting to see you know the longer this goes on though the harder it gets so you know we've really got to cross our, our fingers and our toes for a lot of these retail businesses and hospitality businesses out there you know, one thing I would say about this coronavirus that is a benefit for my life is it makes doing this podcast way easier. It's just a constant stream of updates that I can go ahead and talk about. You know, I'm just scrolling through the last 200 announcements on the NZX and I'm just coming after update after update after update. So I'm going to keep on moving through the updates pretty quickly so we can talk about as much as possible. So Seeker, um, not necessarily a company that we've spoken about much on the podcast, if at all. So they're the kiwi fruit company, trades on the NZX and the Tokyo SEK. So they're suspending the dividend as well. Um, and just reading directly from the report here, the decision reflects the uncertainty in the current business environment, the reported shortage of labour, and the lower forecast kiwi fruit returns from Zespri, rather than anything that has happened in the business today. So they're saying a lot of things that are. Um, 
consistent with what are the other a lot of the other companies that are going to have that delayed reaction. Um, the board, having considered those factors, consider it as prudent that the dividend be deferred to maintain the balance sheet strength and stability. The dividend and the application of the dividend reinvestment plan will be considered by Seeker in June at the board meeting. Um, so you know you can't imagine Seeker being impacted too badly you know, that the chances are that kiwi fruit consumption is going to remain pretty consistent along this time you would imagine maybe a small drop off as people maybe favor less perishable foods but you know people are still going to buy kiwi fruits it's not like it's going to dry up completely in the same way that tourism holdings business may dry up completely um but they're, they're just playing it safe which makes sense um i think balance sheet strength probably should be favored at this stage and it's it's you know what these guys are are going for. Interesting that labour is short. Um, I don't think there's going to be shortages of labour in six months' time. Is I think a lot of people will be scratching around for jobs. Um, you know, but they're they're making and I'll quote word from word prudent decisions to protect the company and maintain sensible debt levels. So uh, another dividend bites the dust with Seeker. Right, we'll do we'll do a few more. Plexure, um, PLX. They're saying that it's not going to have any impact on on their performance. Um, they've reaffirmed their guidance, 24.5 to revenue guidance. There's 24.5 to 25 million for the year ended March 31st, 2020. No surprise that it's a tight range because there's only a few days left in the financial year. Um, they said they've got a strong balance sheet and options around their cost structure to choose how much they want to invest. Um, you know, no, it shouldn't really have an impact. You know, they're providing software to McDonald's. It's not like McDonald's business is going to have a massive downturn at this stage in this market. I mean, it's a company that you can buy food from without even having to get out of your car. Um, so I'd imagine out of all the sort of food businesses, McDonald's is, is quite well served in this situation to get through it. Um, Scott Technology, trade on the NZX um, under the ticket SCT. Um, in contrast to Plexure, they're... They're going to have a. They've they've said the impact of material. Um, basically, they've got people all around the world, is what they're saying, and then they're in the process of returning those employees back to their home countries wherever possible. And um, they said that's their priority is the safety of the employees, which is great. Um, and they're saying that their ability to deliver on their projects around the world is going to be materially affected by this. Um, and they're going to expect their earnings to be materially affected. So it's one to keep an eye on there if you're a, um, a shareholder in Scott Technology. Smith City, another company we haven't really talked about much on the podcast. They're not really a significant company these days, but it's a it's a retailer, so the impact on them is significant at the moment. They trade on the NZX under the code SCY. Um, you know, they're not not I say not the significant company, but it's still a brand everyone is familiar with. So they've said the company's core focus is protect our team and customers and take all reasonable steps to mitigate adverse impacts on the business. Um, they're saying over the past month we have seen a reduction in sales and customers visiting our stores. We believe this trend is directly attributable to the outbreak. We can only expect this to continue while the outbreak continues. Um, at this time, we anticipate a net loss in our financial year result to the year 30th of April 2020 to, will be greater than the 1.9 million net loss recorded in the prior financial year. However, at this time, we cannot quantify the extent of this anticipated loss given the uncertainties and just over six weeks of trading remaining in the financial year. Um, 
you know, they said they've been working on transforming the business over the past two years. It's been progressing well, but given the uncertainties, management will be revisiting the transformation plan. Um, so some tough times ahead for retailers like Smith City, that's for sure. You know, you, you don't need, when you've got high fixed costs, um, you have the operating leverage when revenues increase, but it works in the opposite way when revenues decrease. So some tough times for Smith City and most other companies out there at the moment. Interesting that Sinlay, they've come out and, and they're saying they remain comfortable with their um, four-year guidance. So, you know, it's affecting different companies in different ways. Right, we're running out of time. I, I guess I'd like to reiterate my two messages from the start of the podcast. Support your local businesses. If you cannot spend money in them directly, then the next best thing you can do is leave a five-star review of their services. I would like to also say again a big fuck you to the coronavirus. Um, to round off with some financial advice in the stock market, not personalised advice, but some general stuff. However grim this is, it will pass. The market will be worth more in 10, 20, 30 years' time than it is now. Long-term and patient investors will be rewarded and there will be some staggering opportunities arise from this. I guess the question regarding the market at the moment, the market is always forward-looking, if that makes sense. So people are trying to figure out what's going to happen in the future, not necessarily what's happened in the past. So the question is, is... How much of the future is priced in right now? That's what you've got to think. Um, so the market is trying to price in what's happening in the future and how much of that's priced in and how much what's going to happen you know tomorrow or the next day and uh, you know I, I don't really know um, to, to tell you the truth. The question is how long will this thing last? How do you find the opportunities? I would look for companies whose share price has been really beaten down. Um, not just that's that's not enough of the criteria though. Like the ones that have been really decimated, where the market is pricing and a risk that they'll go bankrupt. If you want the best returns, figure out which ones of those are likely to survive. Um, by that I mean the ones that have a bit of strength in the balance sheet and those that don't have off balance sheet obligations that will destroy them, such as heavy leases and financial obligations and employee obligations. Find out those. Find a few of them that have been really beaten down and are likely to survive and prosper and invest and and you should experience some good returns over the next five years would be my guess so that's about all we have time for um thanks very much for listening and stay strong out there everyone and we'll see you all again next week